Welcome to the Edify Podcast, where we believe the path to success can be achieved by small and simple means. Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Paint Digital. He's been featured in publications such as the Founder Magazine, and was also rated one of Idaho's top marketing agencies of 2020. Peyton and his team have been able to generate millions in revenue for their clients. So without further ado, welcome my friend, Peyton Smith. All right. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. The listeners need to know that I actually use you. You've, you've developed my website, which looks awesome. You've done a great job and you're doing my SEO work. Cool. So before we uh, jump into your story, because I want the, the listeners to hear sto- your story, um, I actually want to tell you a little bit of sto- a story and the listeners a story. I don't know if I've told you this one yet or not, but um, however, because of my ignorance with <laughs> websites and marketing and all that, I didn't know how good it was. Um, and I actually have a client that uh, works for Nestle, does the marketing for Nestle. And uh, he's like, oh man, your guys' logo is awesome. And, you know, we got to talking and, uh, and I was like, yeah, my, you know, my friend, he de- designed, helped design my logo. He did my website and he like started taking a look at it. And he was like, yeah, this guy's doing a good job. He's got, he's got it going on. So from a marketing guy that does the, the, the stuff for Nestle, that's, I think that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> well, that's always good to hear. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so tell us, tell us your journey. Uh, we'll start with like you graduating from high school and just leading into to the present day. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, coming out of high school, I had very little ambition as far as college or what I wanted to do for, for work or my career or anything else. Um, very similar to, you know, I'm sure some other people that you chatted with and, and yourself, I went and uh, served a church mission because that was kind of what uh, what I wanted to do at the time. And also it was a really good way to kind of delay the inevitable decision of where to go to college and what to study and what my major is going to be. And um, honestly, coming out of high school, I, I did not like school. I didn't do well. I felt like I was usually the, you know, an, an, a moderately smart kid, but I definitely under applied myself and uh, my grades were, were never great, but, uh, um, but I got along, right? And so um, coming home, I went to college up in Rexburg, Idaho, and I didn't have a whole lot of direction, right? And so um, as I got up there, it was a lot of just hanging out with friends and jumping around to different majors and taking kind of my foundations classes. And I just didn't have a whole lot of like traction in my life at that point. And so I, uh, I decided to follow my, my brother and all my friends out to do a sales job during the summer which uh, was a great experience. And that actually um, ended up pulling me out every summer for about five years. And that was a really good experience because it was a way to make money and again, kind of delay that big decision of what I wanted to do. 
But one thing that always kind of stuck in the back of my mind ever since high school was I was always a pretty creative person. And it was something that I was bashful about when I was younger and through high school. And I didn't really explore that talent as much as I should have. And then by the time I got to college, I think I realized what most you know, creatives or designers do is, is that you don't get paid a whole lot um, to design things, right? As a graphic designer, um, you, you don't get paid a whole lot. I think the average salary is probably like 35, 40K, mm -hmm. right? So that was something that I avoided for a really long time. Um, and again, with the sales job going, and I felt like I was skilled enough to go out and communicate with people and, and knock doors. And so um, after a couple of years, those two things started to come together as I started to freelance. And I felt like I had kind of the design skills and I started freelancing logos at first and then slowly I worked into websites. But it was kind of fun because I saw really quickly that the sales skills that I had developed on the doors were translating really nicely into my freelance business. And it was like, if I could get somebody on the phone, I could easily talk them into a logo, a website. Um, and so when those two things kind of clashed together, I found a way to make it work. And so at that time, I guess I was about three years into college and I was kind of freelancing on the side, you know, doing a $200 logo here and a $500 website there. Um, but just to backtrack a little bit, like yeah. how did you, how did you get into doing the freelance work? You know, it was actually through my, my summer sales job through pest control. Actually, there was a, an owner of a company that we had gone to know that they were starting a new pest control company. And, and he said, Hey, do you know anyone that could design a logo? And my brother said, Oh yeah. Like my brother, he kind of does logos. And it was super funny because back then I, I literally made this logo in um, Microsoft paint. And it was like, I mean, it was miserable. I, I look back at it now and it was, it was not a good logo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have tools for it. I definitely didn't have the skills for it, no process, but uh, that was what kind of made me realize like, oh, hey, like I could get paid for this. Okay, so, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of moving on from that, as I started to get a little traction, I, I again kind of hit that realization that I'm not going to make a whole lot of money without, or, you know, just doing design. And so I slowly started to branch out into websites and then soon enough, it was SEO services. So a little bit more of the marketing stuff. And by the time I graduated college, which was very delayed and, and I'm thankful for my wife that she kind of pushed me through those last couple of semesters. But by the time I graduated, I kind of had this full service agency that I was making, you know, a, a few grand a month. And at that point I said, I don't want to get a job. I don't want to create a resume. And so I'm just going to go like full bore on this thing. And um, after graduation, it just kind of took off for me. That's awesome. And so did you, what did you go to school for? Did you go to school for marketing then? So I actually started out in accounting and then I went to, I think business. And then I went to English, like a bunch of different things. But my, <laughs> my degree was in web design and development, which while it sounds like that's very relevant, I feel like I almost took nothing from that degree that I use today. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on the college kick. <laughs> I, I went, went, I went for a business degree and I don't think I learned a, a, a single thing from that. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So what, so then what attracted you into the digital marketing industry? I know it just kind of sounds like it was happenstance, but uh, was there something specific that you, you started liking? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So I guess through that evolution of going from like kind of logo designer to full service marketing agency, it just kind of 
you know, I feel like month after month, I would kind of realize more and more what I could do to provide value for these businesses, right? And so I would design a logo and I felt like while people like the logo, it didn't really change their bottom line, right? It didn't make them more money. It didn't, at least not in a way that they could track or see. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll do websites because that's something that can maybe generate more traffic and revenue. And then it went from websites to, oh, like these work. I want to get more people to their website. And so I feel like for me, it wasn't really like in an in instance, but I almost just grew into kind of this combination of, of services and skills that helped people. And so it was really good to kind of get that feedback and go from clients feeling like I was overcharging for a logo to feeling like, you know, they would pass me however much of a budget they could afford because they were seeing a return on that. So how long have you had your business then? Oh man. So I'm probably coming up on four years now, I think. Yeah. So we've been at it for four years. And, and I guess that first year, year and a half, I would hardly count because I still was all over the place deciding really what I, uh, <laughs> what I was going to offer and what I was going to do. But, uh, officially I launched pay digital probably about three and a half years ago. Um, and then I would say truly my, my agency, when I started hiring people and building a team has been just in the back in the, probably the past year and a half. And so I feel like that's when I really kind of took it to that next level. That's awesome. And so most of these skills you didn't learn in college, did you have to self-teach yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's uh, I feel like the stars kind of aligned for me and without getting into too much of a, of a story, right. When, uh, I was like doing sales, I, I broke my ankle and I went through a series of ankle surgeries. And it was kind of funny because I was just hunkered down in my college apartment and, uh, I wasn't really going to class. I didn't have a whole lot of direction. And so it was like every night I was staying up till four in the morning, just getting lost in YouTube videos and I was buying courses and, and I just got like this obsession. And so, yeah, I, I would say it was 99% self-taught and probably about 75% of that. I didn't know until somebody hired me and started paying me for something. And then I would say, oh man, like I gotta, I gotta learn this now. I, gotta, I told them, awesome. so I gotta figure it out. That, I think that's awesome because I think a lot of people, uh, whether they want to start a business or whatever endeavor they want to get into, they get into that uh, analysis paralysis state and they don't want to take the leap and just start start taking action and learn as you go. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so what do you enjoy most about running your business? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, you know, when I first started my business, I thought that the, the number one thing that I would get out of being a business owner is freedom. And while that's true, it's kind of a different kind of freedom. I thought I'd be able to like, you know, manage my schedule and take all the days off that I wanted. And, and it's not so much freedom of time as it is just kind of freedom of, of decisions and um, freedom of, of your vision and, and whatever you want to do and wherever you want to take this thing. And so um, I would say that that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about it. And probably the, the greatest uh, the greatest part about being a business owner is you're probably going to work more, uh, at least in my case, probably twice as much as I would in a normal job, right? I'm working late into the night, I'm working weekends, but it's the excitement of having something that's your own and you have complete freedom and control over where you want to take it and, and feeling like the sky's the limit. And so, you know, when most people kind of work that, that job saying, oh, I've got to wait 10 years to save up for my dream home, I have this mentality of like, if we have, you know, a couple big months, we could pay for our dream home and just kind of having that as a, a possibility uh -huh, is uh -huh. such a cool thing and, and to have complete control over it. I, I really enjoy. That's, that's absolutely what I love about being an entrepreneur is that 
it's almost like sky's the limit. You can just scale and grow so much. Whereas other career fields, a lot of times there's a cap. Uh, and I, I told my wife this the other day, you know what I love about my job the most? I told her, I said, I get paid to learn. I mean, I read books all the time and I'm always learning to implement something in my business to improve it. And it, so it's, it's an awesome process because I feel like I've grown personally a ton just because of being an entrepreneur. Uh, but then uh, financially too, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. So what are some um, small and simple things you've done that have led to some of the success you've had so far? And maybe you can talk a little bit about the success you've had so far, because um, I didn't mention this, but I think you started out uh, around about what was 800 bucks a month uh, with the business. Yeah. 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 So we started out, I guess that was when I was just doing design work. Um, and it's been cool to see how far I've come in that last three or four years. But yeah, when I started out, it was a lot to scrape a, a couple hundred dollars a month. And, and I think last November, we just cleared the, the 50K in revenue in a single month. And so it was kind of a- That cool, is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool benchmark for us to hit. And it was fun to uh, to share that with my team. And um, that's just kind of on, on to the next goal. But uh, as far as like just success, I would first just attribute so much of that to, I guess first my wife, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> she certainly has been, <laughs> been the biggest motivator and biggest support. Um, and, and she was the one that believed in me when we were making 800 bucks a month, but also my team. I mean, you surround yourself with the right people. And uh, I feel like my team in, in so many different aspects, they, they know so much more than me or so much more talented than me. And uh, I just feel like surrounding myself with those people. And then the other thing that I would say is just showing up every day. I, uh, I, I think a lot of times I look at other business owners or entrepreneurs and I'm like, man, how do they do that? They, you know, they're there every day and they're so committed and so focused and they never waste a second. And for me, it's like, they're, they're bad days. They're slow days. They're um, days where I have too much that I can't handle. And also days that I don't know where to even start or what to do. Uh, but I would say just, uh, just showing up, man, like that, that's the most you could ask for is just kind of showing up every day and doing what you can. And if you have a slow day, don't beat yourself up over it. And, and sometimes you just got to, let the day go and go to sleep and, and hope for a better day tomorrow. But uh, I would say those are probably some of the things that made the biggest difference for me. Yeah, I've definitely been there. So I completely understand. I, it's like uh, sometimes I look for, forward to Monday because it's always like my reset day. Like, okay, it's, it's a new week. Let's, let's get reset. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. So what has been one of the most rewarding parts about being an owner, uh, a business owner for you? Um, I know you like some of the design aspect and you said you've had some uh, rewards is like freedom and stuff, but maybe uh, go into a little more detail. What's been the most rewarding part for you and your family? Yeah. Um, you know, I think everybody probably always has a little bit of this when they start out, it, it kind of feels like maybe everybody doubts you, right? Or everyone thinks you're crazy for not being <laughs> more committed to college or not getting a regular job. And I, I'm sure there are those people around me that maybe doubted what we were doing. Um, and it's been really rewarding just to kind of see you know, the blessings that have come to my family from us kind of making that jump. And I look at kind of the trust my wife put in me early on. And, and there were times where we struggled and, you know, and, and paying rent was a stretch. And uh, when we had our, um, our first son, I mean, like it took us, it took us two years to, to kind of pay off all of those hospital bills and just going from struggling times like that to, uh, you know, now we're, we're able to live a, a pretty comfortable life. And, uh, 
you know, we got into a new home here just a couple months ago and just had our second child. And it was like, everything was, was paid off right when he was born. And, and just little things like that. Um, just knowing that I'm taking that stress, not only off of myself, but more importantly, off of my wife, that it's just like, we can, you know, we can go out to dinner when we want and she can decorate the house the way she wants. And, uh, little things like that that may not seem like a lot, but those little wins really make it worth it. And, and especially, you know, I kind of feel like I always want to pay my wife back for the trust that she put in me. And that's, that's really rewarding for us to look at it and say, you know, last November for us to say, if I would have left college and got a job, we probably would have made $40,000 in our first year. And, and we just broke that in a single month. And so um, I, I think that's really motivating to me and also really rewarding just to have that security and and also to have you know more more potential than uh, than we'll probably ever hit yeah that's so dope that is so awesome that you were able to accomplish that i it's so cool when you get to a point um we're, we're finally at that point too where we don't live paycheck to paycheck and uh we live a pretty uh i would say comfortable life um we're we're not so dependent on money which it gets exciting when you get to that point i would like you to tell the listeners how old you are because i think sometimes when they think of people reaching that that stage you're like in your 40s or 50s yeah <laughs> yeah so i am 28 um, and my wife is three years younger than me so we uh i don't know that might seem young to some people in my mind i feel like i'm getting super <laughs> old and haven't accomplished as much as i want to but uh we're, we're in a good spot. We're definitely lucky. I, I know how you feel. I, uh, I hit 30 and I'm like, what have I really done? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think what's hard is uh, you and I've been around some pretty um, incredible, successful people. And it's sometimes you, you get into that comparison mode and you're like, well, they're the same age or they're, or they're younger or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I understand. Um, so, so if you were um, going to give some advice to someone looking uh, to starting a digital marketing business, what advice would you get uh, give them to help them get started? Yeah, yeah, I love when anyone asks kind of what I did to get into it, or or they're kind of in the early stages because it's such an exciting thing, and I, and I always want to encourage people to kind of follow that path and that interest. Um, for, for me, I think kind of like you talked about that uh, that just paralysis that you can feel where it's like I don't know everything, and I don't know if I can start charging people. Um, I would just tell them dive right in, right? If if you know even a fraction more than your client, you're an expert to them. And so you've got something to offer. It may not be, you know, a substantial enough amount where you're going to charge thousands and thousands of dollars, but you got to get started somewhere. I think on top of that, I was really fortunate that I kind of started with a single, um, kind of like a single vertical or a single specialty that I could kind of build around. And for me, that was web design um, and it's kind of nice to find something that you know and you can offer and do a good job and then that kind of fills your pipeline of, of people that are willing to give you a shot on your other services and I, and I saw that a lot where when I started with SEO I don't think anyone would have trusted me at first um, but for the fact that they were already design clients of mine that enjoyed working with me and kind of knew my process and so just start somewhere even if it's very minimal and, uh, and just build out from there. And if you don't know something, learn it. And even if you don't know it well enough, offer it and you'll be forced to, to learn it even quicker. And there's no better way to learn than to get paid to learn, right? 
That's excellent advice. It's crazy. I think too many business owners, uh, so, you know, in pest control, which is, you know, I own a pest control business. Uh, it's crazy because there's so many different uh, revenue streams for pest control. I mean, you've got termites, you've got bed bugs, German roaches, you know, there's all kinds of different stuff. But what we have done is we just have narrowed in on just general pests. And it has been awesome for us because we've become uh, very efficient with with that process. So I love, I love that advice. So if you could go back to the high school, you, <laughs> uh, what, what advice would you give yourself or what would you have done differently? Wow. Um, thinking back to high school, I, I feel like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I think that was good because it gave me all the different experiences that I had. And, and it was kind of, good looking back at it to, to kind of dip my toe in, in a lot of different things through college um, as far as different um, you know, different jobs like the sales job and, and different uh, majors in college and it really kind of helped me see what I didn't want to do and there's not a day that I wake up where I'm not just super grateful for for where I'm at especially I mean you and anybody else even though still you know doing door-to-door -door sales that's a tough gig and waking up every day kind of to the unknown and not knowing how people are going to treat you. And uh, sometimes I'll think back to that and I'll say, you know, I went through those hard times and I, and I learned in that job so I can be where I'm right now, where people treat me as an expert and, and respect me. And so um, I'm kind of grateful for that path. If I could go back to high school, I'd just say, you know, just do, uh, do what you love. I think I suppressed that um, love for design way too much. And if you would have told me back in high school that I could kind of use that as a seed to build a, a business like this, I never would have believed you. And, and if I would have known back then, I would have, wanted, would have wanted to start it like that day because it's just such a cool opportunity. But, uh, but yeah, besides that, I think I'd probably just uh, let myself go through the exact same process and path because it seemed to work out for me. That's awesome. I love that. It's, I, I think most of the people I've interviewed so far on the podcast have been uh, with a sales background. And I just, you learned so many valuable skills in sales that I, I feel like everybody should do that. I also kind of a fan of everybody going in the military, but that's just because I went in. But I, I you know, I think uh, a sales, a sales job is such a, is such great experience for, for life. So who has been... Now you've been, I know, and hopefully we don't get too personal here, but you've been surrounded by some pretty successful people. Uh, your dad, uh, I know is a very successful lawyer. Uh, I've met him one time. Awesome guy. Your brother's very successful. Um, and you have a lot of friends that are very successful. Who's been one of your greatest mentors and why? Oh, that's an awesome question. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned two of them right there. Um, my dad, I feel like just totally instilled in me and all my siblings that, uh, there's really no limit to what you can do. Right. And I thought it was really cool that both my older brother and myself, as we kind of, you know, like my brother didn't, didn't even finish college and he is substantially more, um, I guess, successfully monetarily than I am even. Um, but then for me kind of barely finishing college and not getting a traditional job and kind of wanting to do my own thing. Um, there was never even like a glimpse of my parents doubting us. And it was just kind of like, they expected us to, succeed. Um, and I think my dad's been a really great example of just success comes not only when you work hard, but when you're, when you're good to people around you. And I think that's something I've tried to carry with me, whether I'm being, you know, being honest with clients. And even if, a, you know, if something falls through and I've got a lot of times where clients will, will expect me to do the wrong thing because they've been wronged before. 
And uh, just doing the right things to people, I, I feel like always pays off in the long run. That's really helped me grow through word of mouth. And, um, and so that's something that I've really taken from, from my dad. And then, yeah, my brother, I mean, it's fun to be around those types of successful people. I think some people could get discouraged by it. Um, you know, and people often ask me like, is it tough? Is it a tough act to follow? Cause your brother, you know, they're, they're, they're doing so well. And I'm like, no, not at all. Like how lucky am I to have people around me that are so successful to elevate my vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told my brother this here, not too long ago where it was like, I reached the point, I remember early on where we were making like $5,000 a month. And in my mind, I'm like, this is huge. Like we're doing so well. And then I go around all these friends and they're talking, you know, they're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, like it's nothing. And and they're Mm -hmm. talking about all these ambitious investments and and different things they're doing. And for me, it just made me think like, well, I can do that too. Right. Like I can, I can reach that level. Why not? Like I've got these successful people around me to drive me and help me. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for my brother in, in that way. And it's fun to, to bounce ideas and share successes and frustrations. Um, and, and so, yeah, I would say kind of outside of my brother, just that, that awesome friend group. Um, and then finally, just my wife, like my wife came from a super hardworking family that she brought so many good, like financial habits into our marriage uh, but also she's just been a great example of like there are times where even I'm frustrated and ready to throw in the towel and she's like no like we got this like I you know we we started this thing together and we know we're going to make it work and that's worked so far and it's really good to have um, somebody there to kind of reinforce your decision because we certainly wouldn't be where we are now if uh, if I didn't have her kind of keeping me keeping me grounded and keeping me consistent oh how I know my wife does the same thing it's funny. I, I often get um, envious or maybe jealous is the word when I see you guys uh, all hanging out. I really miss, I need to move back out to Idaho. I miss being around uh, that high caliber of, of people that are just uh, ambitious and successful. It just, it does, it does elevate you and I miss it. I, I crave it. So uh, I guess that this podcast is kind of it's kind of my outlet to be able to talk to you guys. So I wonder if I'll, I'll have to try to see if I can get your brother on the podcast. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely helps just being around similar people that, uh, that have, you know, ambitions to, to do cool things. I mean, it's, it's always really motivating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I, I just have to say, because uh, now that I have kids, I, I think about uh, legacy a lot. And I think about how my kids are going to be it when they get older, even though, you know, they're both still under under three years old. Um, but I just think about those things and, and what kind of person or citizen they're going to be. And I can tell you right now, just from knowing you and your brother, uh, your dad probably couldn't be prouder. I mean, you, you guys are just awesome people. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. It's, uh, yeah, you know, certainly we've, uh, we've been lucky to, to have great parents and I'm sure there are times when, uh, you know, when, I don't know, like we could, uh, we could maybe be better or work harder. And like, like I said, you have up days and down days, but, uh, but we've certainly been, been lucky, especially with the people around us to kind of lift us up. And, uh, and I certainly can attribute any success or, or anything that's, uh, that's come our way from those people around me. For sure. That's awesome. So uh, this next section that we go into, we call it the final three. At least that's what I'm calling it for now, <laughs> where we ask three additional questions. Uh, the first one is, what is the most recent book you've read? And what is one thing you've learned from it? Awesome. Yeah, so I could, I could spend a whole nother hour talking about this. Um, <laughs> the, the most recent book that I'm going through, I think, for the third time is um, The E-Myth 
that's been really eye-opening for me. Um, and actually, I just recently did a, a video on this on my YouTube channel because it's been such a, a, a kind of a mindset shifter for me um, when it talks about being a technician, a manager, and then an entrepreneur. And this last six months, I've really tried to make that shift from you know being 75% technician and 20% uh, manager. And then I've got no time to you know, for, for vision and for growth and to find ways to, to take our business to the next level. And so that's been something I've really focused on is tracking all my tasks and deciding, is this the task of a technician or of a manager or of an entrepreneur? And when I break down my time like that, you know, I find that I'm spending more time doing maybe some of that busy work or, or that technician work or even the manager work when I could be spending more on vision and big picture things. And so again, that kind of goes back to, to surrounding yourself with the right people, typically technicians and, and managers, right? Um, who are, are very necessary and super important and typically more skilled than, than I am. Um, but then that allows you to kind of look big picture a little bit more. And, and that's really the only way to, to grow as quickly as, as possible. Yeah, that's a fantastic book. It's probably one of the most popular business books as far as uh, working, not working in the business anymore, but working on the business and kind of stepping back and becoming that business owner role. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say this, but I'm a part of a Facebook group with uh, some other pest control business owners. And I did a post um, and I didn't mean it to be <laughs> come across as uh, hateful. I meant it to be like uh, figuratively or ex exciting or to get them to think about um, their, their businesses. But I said, if you're a solo operator, you own a job, not a business. And um, a lot of them got offended by that, which, uh, it, you know, yes, technically they're still business owners, but that's not the point I was making. Uh, if you want to be a true business owner, you shouldn't be doing all these hats and, and going day to day. You should be stepping back and focusing on vision and stuff. So great book. Uh, a couple I'm just going to recommend here on the podcast. And I don't know if you've read these or not, but that go along with E-Myth is um, Traction by Gino Wickman. Super good book. And then this one I'm actually currently reading and it's really good because it really breaks down systems. It's called Systemology. Uh, and I think his name's David uh, Jennings or something like that, but it's it's really good, Systemology. So you'll have to check those out. I'll probably put them in the show notes. Awesome. Okay, so second question. Uh, what is one principle you strive to live your life by? Yeah, so this one, um, when uh, when we spoke before this and, and you had kind of mentioned this, I've really been thinking about it. And one thing that I've actually had up on my wall, at least until I got into my new office, I got to get it back up. Um, but I, I've always kind of worked off of this idea that uh, progress is better than perfection. And that might be more relevant to me as kind of a design first type of person where sometimes I can, I can spend way too much time on things, um, trying to get them that last like 1%, right. To really perfect them. And that can get in the way of, of progress. And so that's something that me personally, I've really had to push through, but I think that's, you know, that's true in so many parts of our lives, whether that's being, you know, parents or whether that's, you know, with your family or friends, or, um, if, you know, you're a, a part of a church or whatever it is, um, you know, progress is always the most important and, and you're never going to be perfect. Um, you know, you're never going to have the perfect day or the perfect schedule or perfectly execute everything on your list. 
But if you can just kind of wrap up the day and say, you know, like I, I made progress, we're headed in the right direction. And if you can't say that, then you can kind of reevaluate and say what needs to be done to, to see that progress and to just move things forward. And so, yeah, I would say um, above all else, just progress is, uh, is better than perfection. I, I love that quote because I am a big fan of <laughs> progress and, and self-improvement and stuff. And just just try, man. Like sometimes you're going to suck and not have a good day. Just Just keep trying. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, third question. What is one of the greatest pieces of advice uh, you've been given? Yeah, so there's, and I'll keep them brief, but there are two that I don't think I could decide between. The, the first is just show up every day. Um, mm -hmm. That's something that's, uh, you know, that I also try to live by, and that's been relevant in every aspect of my life. You know, a lot of times you're not going to feel like it. Uh, you're not going to be in the mood. You're going to be tired. You're going to be, you know, whatever, sick. Um, but just show up. Just show up and, and get started, and good things are always going to happen. Um, the second, which is something that more recently was told to me by, uh, by a really good friend. And that was, you get what you pay for when it comes to people. And mm -hmm. uh, I've learned that the hard way when I try to find, you know, cheap contractors to help with, uh, you know, with projects, you always get what you pay for with people. And um, I think that's also true that people get a better side of me when they pay more um, when, you know, I mean, it's just kind of weird where it's like the, the bigger or the more they're willing to invest in you, the more you're going to go the extra mile. Um, and so I've tried to strive by that and, and take good care of my people. And I hope they feel that I have um, never try to find, you know, the, the cheapest, uh, the cheapest hourly rate that I can get them at but pay them at a rate, even if it's more than maybe they're worth to start, I, I believe that they're going to work up to that and it's going to be worth it. And so, yeah, I just, you know, you get what you pay for when it comes to people and surrounding yourself with good people and treating them well is always going to pay off in the long run. They're going to be more loyal. They're going to be, you know, they're going to go the extra mile for you. They're going to pick up the slack when you maybe fall behind or fail at something. Um, and so, yeah, just invest in people and, uh, and everything's going to work out. That's great advice. I actually am a big fan of that advice because uh, with employees, uh, I think a lot of times, especially business owners, we think of uh, employees as an expense when they're actually an investment. If you just put in that time, uh, whether it's relationship building or helping them achieve whatever their goals are, whether they're career wise, personally, just investing in them. Uh, usually investments give you a return. And if you're putting forth uh, some effort, you're going to get a return, no doubt. So I love that. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so you can find me um, on my YouTube channel, which is uh, kind of a new venture that I'm taking on. Um, so on YouTube, it's Peyton Clark Smith. And you can also find us at our agency website, which is paytdigital.com. So P-A-I-T digital.com. Um, those are kind of the two best places to, to find me. I'm also on social media. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see you in the YouTube channel. That's where I'm, I'm putting out a lot of free content, um, kind of sharing stuff on both the client side and how to grow your business. And then also people like me that, uh, that want to learn how to grow a, a marketing agency, a web design agency. And so, uh, that's, uh, that's a good place to start. Awesome. And we'll put those in the show notes, uh, so people can find you out. Uh, that way. And honestly, I've watched some of your YouTube videos. They're awesome. They're fantastic. Uh, it's actually making me want to start a, <laughs> a marketing business almost just because it's, it's so good. It's all this free information you're giving out. So love it. 
Well, Pate, thanks for coming on, man. It, this was really fun. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. This was a blast and uh, I look forward to our next chat.